What's up guys, it's Cody here, and before we kick off the show, I wanna talk real quick about our sponsor, Trojan Brand Condoms, the number one most trusted condom brand. Can you believe, this is true, 70% of men don't even know that different condom shapes exist? So it makes sense that those same guys have issues with condoms because the wrong fit can make them super uncomfortable. You ever try to put the wrong cap on a pen? It doesn't work. Or you end up with ink everywhere. That's where Trojan saves the day with over 30 different varieties of condoms to choose from, offering the right fit for the right guy. Trojan also has a whole range of pleasure-enhancing products like lubes and vibes, that's what they call vibrators, I just learned that, that'll unleash your sexual confidence. But we can get to those later. In the meantime, pick up a box of Trojan condoms wherever you get your condoms, and of course, enjoy the show. You don't have to have a condom on now to listen to the show, by the way, just, you know, if you have sex. Wait, so you're telling me that that you curbed bullying because you slept with someone's mom. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to remember the exact Someone detail. got bullied less because you fucked their mom. That's amazing. Hey man, you having trouble with life? Well, let me give you some advice. Hey, what's up? I'm Cody Ko, and welcome to The Pleasure is Ours, the podcast in which we examine some of the worst advice people hear their whole lives and try to make it better. They say age is just a number, but while the thought of a 100-year-old lady finally getting her GED is just heartwarming, you wouldn't let that same lady drive to the supermarket for a gallon of milk out of fear that she might commit vehicular manslaughter. On the opposite end of the spectrum, we all love a good story about a two-year-old that can identify every country on the globe or yodel really well in a Walmart or something, right? Those kids always end up flexing for Ellen. But you also wouldn't let that same toddler drive to the supermarket for a gallon of milk out of fear that he would commit vehicular manslaughter. So let's dissect this phrase, age is just a number. And to help me do that today, I'm joined by a very special guest. He's a platinum certified rapper, singer, songwriter, and producer. His mom knows him as Matthew, and you all know him as the one, the only, young Gravy. Welcome to the show, Gravy. Thanks so much for being here. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks How for the show. Yeah. I'm, I'm splendid. I'm in Atlanta, which is one of my favorite places. So why are you in Atlanta? Uh friend's birthday and studio time. Going to studio with Sunny Digital tonight, which I'm excited for. And then friend's birthday on Friday, Saturday. You just released an album and aren't you like shouldn't you be like taking time off? Taking a couple days off. Yeah, but I'm saying like you finish an album, doesn't doesn't that make you want to take like two months off or are you just always working on music no matter what yeah it's not really it's not really like i like making music and stuff and uh yeah it's not really i wouldn't consider that work but yeah during like the peak of uh covid i i got real bad cabin fever back in minnesota i took a trip out to montana and like just did all this like mindless outdoorsy stuff and like no one listens to rap there so we're listening to like mac demarco the whole time oh man that was what i needed so i dude montana is like one of the best places ever isn't it yeah Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, my first experience there was on probation, and that part was that's that's a whole long story. But <laughs> Wait, I, what? No, no, I want to hear that. Okay, well, well, I, maybe <laughs> I haven't told you a story. Uh, soup. So I actually got put on probation in Georgia because of like this thing when I was eighteen. I was in the wrong place, wrong time, at this like house party, and these like real kind of backwards cops up in northern part of georgia uh we're like a lake house if y'all have seen deliverance someone's seen deliverance that's listening to this it was like where that takes place yeah wrong place wrong time got charged with like a bunch of felonies for being like burglary and all this stuff just i'm at a party at what house because the, because the mom didn't know that the kid was throwing his party i guess 
So how does it end up in burglary? Two counts of burglary because we entered the house and then left and then tried to get back in to get like our keys and stuff so we could leave. And that was another kind of burglary, I guess. It's, it's just these, <laughs> these cops trying to pull out anything. They charged, they found, they found like two pills and charged like eight people with felonies for drug uh, consumption or whatever. Anyways, I went to, I moved to Montana and did 240 hours of probation in Bozeman. But, but like every day I'd get off like 10 hours of work and all the roommates were like, yo, let's go on a hike. So it's like, like go hike for like five hours afterwards. It was, it was real intense. You can't really get in trouble going on a hike, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. What are you yeah, gonna do? I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. And I also wanted to get away from my like Minnesota friends that were worse influences on me. Yeah. I moved out to Bozeman and it was beautiful. And then I went back to visit those friends and during COVID and, and it was, it was beautiful. I love, I love it out there. Yeah, man, it's the fucking, it's the best. How's the album doing? Good. I, I actually, yeah. I have a thing where I don't look at stats of anything because yeah. it stresses yeah. me out. And it's like, if I did my best, then if I, I mean, if I worked as hard as I could, then like I should be happy with it. You know, like I don't like checking it, up on yeah. stats all the time. That's so true. It's like reading comments, the same thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't just do, that do what you got to do, perform and then let it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I say that, but I'm such a hypocrite because I'm, I'm like the biggest, like, look at every fucking number, every oh, stat. Oh, okay, okay, And it yeah. fucks my head. I get so stressed. Yeah, I, I like, like you know, Alex, baby, no money. He does that, like, over the top. Like, looks at everything. <laughs> and he, like, asks, every time I drop something, he's like, oh, how's it doing? How many views did it get? How many views did my video get? I'm like, dude, like, I don't know. I, I feel way better in my, like, my mindset is better when I don't look at that stuff. I have, like, an alfalfa thing going on, and I keep on... I know, I so like much. it, dude. You got yeah. some flow, man. Me and you both, dude. We got the... I, I had look. so much hair like a week ago. I don't know if you saw me in like my full, like it was like grand. And it would kind of look like, like a grandma with a perm too because I had like really, <laughs> like long curls. But like I cut it recently. So I'm like trying to like get back in action. Speaking of grandmas, that's a great fucking segue. There we you go, yeah. Serve that up for me. Holy hell. Yep, I've been, <laughs> I've been planning it out for the last two minutes. <laughs> Speaking of grandmas, you're known to go for older women. It's like a meme with you at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, you're, no, it's, you're, it's, a, a, you're a MILF connoisseur. Yeah, it's it's almost a meme now because like I was into that and everyone was like, oh, he's joking, but that was like kind of my thing. And I, I was into that. And and then I like like ended up like with a few different MILFs and, and just women a lot older than me. It's a meme now because then like I kind of got over that phase and now I'm like, just messing with girls my age or women that are that are very close to my age. The MILF thing isn't really that huge for me anymore, but I still uh still rap about it. So yeah, I'd, I'd call it a, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. are you are you like single right now? Do you have a I am. A... I am single right now. Um I had okay. a, a girlfriend that was on and off for like the last like two, three years. I think you met no no no, no. just I think I just like FaceTimed because she was obsessed yeah, with your girlfriend. FaceTime. She was obsessed with your girlfriend and like and yeah. you and all your endeavors. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's mad cool, but we're we're yeah, I'm like a finally like single now, like single single. Um shout out, and shout she out was, to her. She was forty seven, right? <laughs> she was forty seven, right? <laughs> no, I you know what's hilarious about that is people will ask me the oldest woman that I've been with, and at the oldest woman I was with was was forty seven. That's like a like forty really? Yes. You got to let me know the thing with Brandy Love. Was that a joke? Was that real? Because I remember when you so, posted that and I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> as a, you know, as a fan of her work. Yeah. 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 I think I think everyone could could. It's hard to not be a fan of Brandy Love. Um, <laughs> no, I so that video happened. I shouted her out in the song when I wrote it. And then because I was just shouting out other MILFs, uh, you know, it's it's, it's part of it's part of the convo. Um, so some some of my favorite MILFs, I think everyone could agree with. 
Sofia Vergara, Elasta Girl, um, Mrs. Incredible. Elasta Girl. Brandy Love. I don't remember who else I shouted out in that song. But yeah, so I was shouting out a few of the favorites. And then when I get to the video shoot, I mean, I had some good porn star friends who would just like be in my videos, but they're not MILF porn stars. They surprised me bringing through Brandy Love. Like, here she is. Like, oh my God. She was super excited to do the video. And then... I jokingly proposed to her at the at the thing and we're like, oh yeah, so let's make it a thing. So then we both like just like posted about how we're getting married, even though we didn't. So it wasn't but, you didn't actually get married. Yeah. We didn't get married. Okay. Yeah. But which would have been an interesting wedding. It's funny, you said 47 earlier. Uh she what is the oldest woman that I've hooked up with, and she was 47 at the time. Oh, so, so you did hook up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not married, but yeah. Wow. We the, okay. We did we knocked boots, yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I, and I figured out recently that she's very uh, aggressively right wing. I discovered okay. like I don't go on Instagram much, but I, I opened it up and saw that. And I, I was like, oh, well, I'm glad we didn't get married. <laughs> <laughs> she's. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not a huge bragging point. Well, I was going to ask, like, you know, is she was she way better? But like because she's older. Right. But I mean, it's not fair because she's a fucking porn star. Yeah, exactly. She knows what it's she's like, doing. It's her profession. She has to be good at it. Yeah. But in in your experience, older women, like, are they better? You know, I I think overall, totally, totally. But like, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. What I'm about to say uh, that like sexual whatever is like introduced to people younger and younger all the time. And like, it makes me uncomfortable thinking like, yo, there's this song called Wet Ass Pussy that like. 11 year olds are singing right now you know I like oh dude that shit makes me uncomfortable but what my point was going to be uh is that like since people are like younger and younger seeing all this stuff i i mean i remember like probably like 14 or 15 age 14 or 15 is when like people were like losing their v cards for for my generation i hope that's not getting lowered because that that's my fear is like i'm gonna have kids and they're gonna be like doing it at like 11 but i mean imagine just even knowing what what WAP stood for at 11 years old. I didn't yeah, even know. Yeah. It, Dude, I was so, what was I, what were you doing when you were 10 or 11? I don't even know what grade that is, but I know that we weren't bumping anything. <laughs> we weren't talking, we weren't talking about the back of my throat or whatever, but it wasn't a topic <laughs> yeah, of dude. conversation. No, I got, I mean, I, I understand. It's probably because just because. You're exposed to more. Yeah. You know, you learn about this stuff earlier and it's like, that's all fueled by TikTok and Instagram and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also people are like just more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, which like. which which that part I think is 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 cool. The amount of people that I went to college with that hadn't lost their virginities by college, I feel like now that number is probably is way lower. Is different. You know? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. My whole my whole point was was I, I guess I thinking back on it, probably the reason why younger women that I've hooked up with are experienced is probably because it's been like on tour and they're just <laughs> they're tour you know, maybe they're groupies and that's, that's where they, that's where they learn. I don't know. I don't know if they hooked up with the suicide boys before me, maybe they're on their freaky shit and that's, (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah. Who knows how they fuck. Have you ever hooked up with a woman with kids? Yes. Brandy Love has kids. Oh, she does. She does have two kids and actually her uh, daughter DM'd me and was like, there was something about how people keep on bringing up that like you hooked up with my mom and stuff. And then I was like, (laughs) I brought her to a show and like did like a, a meet and greet and all this stuff and basically flipped it. It was like people were, were like kind of like had been giving her shit throughout her whole like high school career about how her mom's a porn star. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it, which, that, it's got to be brutal. I was like, yo, that must suck. But then uh, I didn't bring her on stage. What did I? 
I don't know. I did something where like she told, she hit me up later and she's like, yo, like I'm getting a lot more love now at high school at my school. And like, it's less hate. So that made me feel good. I was like, cause that would be a really weird thing to grow up with is if your parents are, if your mom is getting. Wait, so you're telling me that, <laughs> that you curbed bullying because you slept with someone's mom. That is so <laughs> fucking opposite. <laughs> It was more, I mean, okay, I'm trying to remember the exact Someone details. got bullied less because you fucked their mom. That's amazing. That's yeah, it was, amazing. it was just like, it was like her friends were fans of my music. Uh, I'm sure that her friends were fans of my work and their mom, her mom's work. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but because of, yeah, because of me being connected to her mom, I guess that the they took it easy on her and, and she was more of like, a, she was cooler because of that, apparently. <laughs> Man, that's, that's wild to be... And to have kids in high school and still be like a working yeah. actress. And just the way you just put it back to me, <laughs> the way you just explained it, you know, that's, that's hilarious. But yeah, things. <laughs> You're like, things. man, I just, you know, I, I just did what I could for her. You know, I just felt really <laughs> bad that she was getting bullied. So I had to take one for the team and fuck her mom. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you some lyrics that you wrote. Oh, God. All right. All right. I just thought it was beautiful. It moved me. <laughs> All right, I went to the store for some chocolate flavored milk. Came home with a thick chocolate colored milf. <laughs> oh, yeah, All she yeah. wanted was a little gravy train for Christmas. She was purely interested in giving me the business. What song is that from? <laughs> Man, I, yeah, that's, that is beautiful. Uh, <laughs> um, it's from this song. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. That, that's a song called Cheryl. It was one of my one of my bigger one of my bigger records out there. I think it was actually pretty damn close to going gold. And then uh, this is something that I released before signing or anything, before I had to like clear samples. So it has the "Baby Come Back" sample by Player. Oh, nice! And they they finally caught up to me and took it down. Uh, not that no, long so that's like really still get DMs every day. Like, yo, where's Cheryl on Spotify and all that? But but hey, but hey, we're. I'm discussing with the band about potentially getting it back up. And, you know, like all all the sample issues I end up having, like George Michael's estate. I had a song with the George Michael sample, Perry Como, a few other ones. They usually are super anti. They're always like instant denial because of my lyrics and hip hop in general, because they're all a bit older and made whatever, like their their lives off soul music or, or doo-wop or whatever it is. So they're usually way against it, but it's it's great to sometimes hear when people are are actually down and into it. And so so now one of the members of Player is with it, so there's a chance that that we'll get Cheryl back. So nice for everybody. And so, so all you got to do is clear the sample or like agree to pay them a certain amount of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you use samples like a ton in your early yeah, music. Yeah, totally. How did you even start sampling? Like, how did you realize you you sounded good over those beats? And then. Like how many issues did you run into later when the music started getting popular? So that was always my just like, I mean, my favorite type of hip hop was like sampled stuff. Um, I was always a huge fan of like the early Kanye stuff. Action Bronson is one of my favorite rappers. Currency, they, they all use like a lot of the samples in their music. But but even before that, I mean, I've been a huge fan of soul, funk and all this music from like 60s through 80s is like some of my favorite stuff to listen to. I still like listen to that more than hip hop usually. So I knew that when I started making music that like that was going to be primarily my style was like this kind of hip hop that samples soul doesn't usually have trap drums, like real like aggressive, hard hitting music. So I was like, I'm going to bring this sound out and see what people think of it. I mean, now it's more common, I, partly because of me, I think 
uh, inspiring some of these other artists that have now gotten bigger, but also just people realize it's a dope sound. Most of like the samples I, I, I was worried about is now have now been taken down. So yeah, so it's, yeah. It, it will come back for all the rappers out there that are thinking about it. It probably will come back eventually. But well, I mean, this is what this is what I meant is like when you're an independent artist just trying to grow and like develop a sound and make stuff. I feel like that's totally fine. Obviously, yeah. if you're like a huge artist and you use a sample, don't clear it. Like that's kind of fucked up. If yeah. you're just gonna make tons of money right away. That's probably fucked and, up. But yeah, but in the beginning, like really, yeah. I've and I've had so many artists ask me about it, like the same question like what's the sample clearance situation like and like dude like for real i've I've some of these songs have been out for three or four years and have like helped me grow so much and didn't have i didn't have any issues with them until now and if you're okay with like losing the money on it like i was like it, it's totally worth it you started music in college yes uh i was 21 so three years ago i'm older right i'm almost 30 i'm still trying to fucking word i'm still trying to do new shit all the time oh yeah do you, feel, do you ever feel like it's it's too late to reinvent yourself career-wise? Do you think there's like a point where it's just too late? Like 30, I feel like, stop trying, you know? <laughs> no, 30, no, Once dude. I'm 30, I'm like, oh, maybe I should pick this up. I'm going to be like, no, you're, you're a three in front of your fucking age. You <laughs> you're not going to learn anything. No. Your brain is done. It's I, no new synapses firing. There's nothing new developing up there. Stop. I always thought, like, I mean, I've changed my sort of plans so many times. Like, I started college as a physics major hated it switched to psychology loved it but was like okay i gotta do like something else like so i can make money which i realize now didn't really matter if you're a psych major don't worry about it go go and do it because that's just interesting and i learned a lot from it i tried all these different things and then i was i wanted to be a pilot for a while then i found out i had astigmatism didn't do that just because i wanted to travel for work which i got lucky now i have a career where i get to travel a lot want to be a pilot, all this stuff. I started a few businesses in college. I started basically like my friend and I like bought this electric sort of kind of like a go-kart thing, but it has like a super long like back to it. It's this electric thing that goes up to 30 miles per hour. Okay. We, would, we would hire people to sell pizza to, to drunk kids around the college campus. Uh, Bob a slice called the pizza roller. And that was like a, like one of my main sort of things I was working on at the same time as rap. So I've, I've always tried to like, I mean, I always want to be an entrepreneur and uh, I worked at like a startup accelerator, all this different. I, I just feel like I've changed my game plan so many times. I plan like once I get sick of rap to like. Yeah, what's next? I, I, I'm really into film, either like directing movies or something, directing something. Something that Brandy Love might star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. No, yeah, we, need, we need to bridge the uh, the drama with with drama film with with pornography dude i think i think we, we still got to bring that also i mean uh i've had so many ideas for like alcoholic beverages that then came out later like like the white claw and uh the the pabst coffee mixers i had both those ideas like in college and i was i just didn't have the resources for them so what do you got now what any any fresh so you uh you know i'll just leak them because someone's gonna do it for me anyways <laughs> I'm thinking two two ideas I have right now is is mimosas in cans branded towards college age women. Fuck, that's good. And it's a little classy, kind of like a San Pellegrino. Yeah, but and really and good. it's and it's 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 relatively healthy because it has real yeah. juice in it. Yeah, so that's one of them. And then I thought about making like a shitty champagne, but it comes in little bottles where you get to pop the cork every time. So it's like a fun thing where like you have these little bottles and you pop your corks at your friends like all the time. And then what? You can put the cork back in and then pop it again. Yeah. Or you just drink it and then open the next one and shoot at your, oh, at your friend yeah, at the yeah. beer pong table or something, you know? 
Yeah. That's another idea I thought could go up. Someone else go do it. Go do it well and hit me up for that funding. mimosa one though. That's that's yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, and that one let's I think cut is this more part likely off and to then work on that shit. There we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I want to do it like a, a a liquor or like some sort of alcohol in a can and just call it sauce. Sauce? Oh like, yeah. 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 Because I'm on the sauce again. <laughs> well, what, I'm trying to think about what well, that what would have, it be? Something. It, I instantly thought about Four Loco uh, when you said that. Yeah. Okay. So so maybe we go somewhere somewhere a little bit less ratchet, but still in the ratchet realm. No one's done like a, a canned rum and Coke. You know, that could be sauce. Why don't you do um, canned gravy? Like a canned vodka gravy. Vodka, vodka gravy. gravy. <laughs> sounds gnarly. I mean, I've, 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 I've tried some gross drinks, but yeah, that, that sounds pretty rough. So we've talked a lot about why age is just a number, but has there ever been like a scenario for you where the age difference has caused an issue? So this girl who who, who re- broke up with me not that long ago, the one that, that you met on FaceTime, when we first met, I was 21 and she was 18. And like, I, I, had never, I hadn't really had like dated a girl younger than me before that. I remember when I was in like in high school and I was 16, I dated a girl that was 21 and I thought I was so sick. I was like, that is sick. <laughs> yeah, it was sick, dude. I guess that's not illegal. So I don't need to say any names or any more details, but <laughs> that was, I thought I was dope. But no, so I dated a girl who was younger than me. And in the earlier parts of our relationship, like she was less mature and would do all this stuff. Like it was dope because like, I like this type of personality, but she would like bitch out people at parties or like she would just like go over the top and like public situations, do this stuff, like making things uncomfortable and not really like worrying about whether people like are trying to be like comfortable and enjoy themselves. She's like, just making a scene, like whatever, like for the right reasons, but whatever, there's a lot of like little like immaturity things and like arguing over like dumb stuff. I think part of the reason why we ended up breaking up is because like, she really grew up and like just graduated college is like going to like applying to law schools and stuff. And I am now the immature one, even though I'm 24 one thing was like her mom like caught me like drinking some wine at like 10 in the morning. And then <laughs> I was like, that's just a random ass connect. But she brought that up the other day, you know, just be partying too much or like traveling just doing crazy things. That's not even really a maturity thing, though, because yeah. I feel like it's also just a lifestyle thing. It's yep, not yep. like they don't go hand in hand. It's like because I'm the same way, like I'm still immature because I make mm-hmm. st- stupid decisions. But it's also just because like I just like doing that you know what yeah. i'm saying like yeah, i like yeah, yeah. drinking on a tuesday and, 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 and that's I, my I'm 30, almost 30 and i still like drink getting drunk on a tuesday night you know totally. what I'm saying? and that's the way that's why i look at it too it's like that's that's just my lifestyle and i think it's i think it's great i'll probably be doing that when i'm a lot older but um i remember like just in our sort of like discussions it was like she kept bringing up like the maturity thing and i was like yeah okay, well yeah you are like going to uh law school and stuff and i was but i was thinking about to our earlier in our relationship it'd be like we'd like go to a party or something and she'd like pull me into the bathroom. We like hook up like in pot, like just like this really savage, like younger person stuff. And like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I've noticed like in, when in relationships, when people are older, it's like, you know, they always complain about how they're like not having sex enough. And it was like, like we would just go crazy anytime we possibly could. And it was like, then now it's like, Oh, she like, like later in our relationship, it'd be like, I'd be like, Oh, like, I don't know. I got to be trying so hard to like get, get it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so people just like private. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, nah, I got yeah, it. We're like, we're like alone in bed. Like, no, like I'm full. It's like, Oh, like, it's like, <laughs> it's happening. No. Yeah. It's like this particular girlfriend just matured really fast. And I kind of just stayed the same, not saying I'm immature, but, uh, I think, I think emotionally I'm, I'm matured a lot, but, but like you said, I mean, I still have the same lifestyle, which isn't necessarily immature. 
But at the same time, I kind of wish I'd, I did shit earlier. Like I, I spent a lot of time partying when I was like 24. Like when I first moved to LA, like that year, you know, it's like you're in LA and it's fucking, oh wait, you got invited to a thing in the hills. Yeah, it's Holy like, whoa, everything's a new pool, and everything dude. is like, a yeah. pool. Yeah, what the fuck? It's like I'm watching Entourage. It's like I'm in Entourage. Listen, women who date much older men are said to have daddy issues. Do you think you have any mommy issues? Daddy issues. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, my mom's my best friend. I, I, I got lucky and had really dope parents that haven't, ever, haven't really ever had daddy or mommy issues. But yeah. no, my mom's my best friend and like she, she knows that I've like been with women that are like a, close to her age and she's like, she thinks it's funny. She's cool that she's like, she's had like sort of like co-workers that have like kind of come on to me and she's like it's all good like we're all friends you're like it's yeah she but she's also a very very like open and cool mom too like she parties with me and all my (laughs) friends so i'm not saying that you guys should pursue your parents co-workers or anything (laughs) (laughs) you should fuck your favorite porn star and your mom's co-workers and your your mom's massage therapist yeah (laughs) yes yes if someone's getting bullied fuck their mom Yep. And then <laughs> fuck your mom's massage therapist as well. That's what we're learning. That's what people yep. are learning from this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really, this is an inspiring episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to try and fix the advice. So we're going to try and talk about it a little bit more, unpack it some more. I got to pee. Perfect. Yeah. All right, dude, let me tell you something. Whether you're with your favorite porn star or your mom's massage therapist, condoms are always a good idea, right? Always, always. And yet, there are so many kinds of condoms out there. What did you feel like the first time you bought a condom? Let me ask you that. Remember you walk in the store and you look at the aisle and you're like, it's like the most intimidating thing ever. Yeah, right? you're scared. You don't want you want to buy like three other things at the same time. I think I bought a Magnum the first time trying to be sick. I'm pretty sure that I did that exactly. <laughs> You unravel, it's like four feet long. You're like, oh, what? Oh, Is everyone's dick so this big? <laughs> That's the thing. People complain about condoms because they don't realize that there's tons of different fits and they had they picked the wrong one. Believe it or not, you know, you'd know, never think so with a guy like me, dude, but I'm pretty sure the first time I put a condom on, I had the wrong fit going on. Everything felt wrong. And I was like, well, yeah, this isn't going to work for me, dude. Something's wrong with me, not the condom. <laughs> and then I and then I figured it out. And I had a bunch of fucking sex, dude. So. <laughs> The good news is that Trojan brand condoms can solve all the fit issues that you might have because they have over 30 different varieties. So you can choose like the exact size, shape, or feel that works for you. Now here's the beautiful part. If you're not sure where to start, Trojan created all the feels. It's a new starter variety pack where you can try a bunch of different condoms to help you find the right shape, fit, and sensation. And that's why all the feels is great. It lets you try the classic fitting Trojan condom, a feel you can trust to do the job. They've also got a thin feel condom for added sensitivity. And if you find condoms are too tight or restrictive for you, it's not really a problem for me, but maybe it might be for someone else. (laughs) Try the full pleasure feel for more space to move. Which of those feels are you feeling? Obviously the last one, dude. Like, (laughs) come on, man. (laughs) So more space to move. I I, I can dig that. You know, you you can breathe a little bit. I didn't think about it that way, you know. Maybe that's what we need. It's whatever floats your boat. I mean, this is this is a no-brainer. I feel like I would do this. Would you do this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a little whiskey tasting flight for condoms. Sneak the variety pack in and get your freak mode condom, you know, in there with your normal <laughs> one, too. Exactly. I think it's it's a beautiful way to do it. Once you find the right fit with Trojan, you'll realize how much better your condom experience can be. 
So head on over to walmart.com or your local Walmart to grab a pack of all the feels to figure out what feels best for you. Mama way. Okay, we're we're back and I got to ask you, do you think that age is just a number? Give, given all the things that we've said today. Now that I think back on it, I mean, age, age is just a number. Yes. I think that there are amazing things that come out of different ages, interacting, colliding. I'd say long or big age gap relationships and uh, whether it's like a mentor or a sexual partner is totally fine. And I think you learn from people like that. But there's also the other side of like people mature at different ages. Yeah. And let me just say, I think it's it's somewhat similar to like a, a bathroom accident. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. Well, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying, let me explain this. All right. There's a huge difference between a one and a two. What do I mean by that? Well, for example, if you piss yourself a little bit at Coachella, just a, just a wee bit, you can keep on dancing. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone smells like piss there anyways, and you can kind of just play it off. Yeah, yeah. But if you shit your dungarees, then you kind of got to get the fuck out of there because then you're going to start freaking everyone out in the do lap. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I thought you were going to say something about how like people that are over a certain age and under a certain age <laughs> shit themselves and <laughs> piss themselves, which also, it's like a double entendre. That's uh, true. So yeah, okay, there's a limit to it, absolutely. We were discussing earlier how there's the negative side of social media and kind of exposing these young ass people to sexual stuff, which is weird and like drugs. So I think that age is not just a number when you have 10 year olds banging each other. Yeah. And also you mentioned drugs, dude. There's like some weird shit on TikTok. You ever get you ever scroll down TikTok and all of a sudden it's like you land on one of a guy just like doing meth or something. <laughs> really? That happens on TikTok? No, I'm, I'm not. Yep. Well, I'm not well versed in TikTok. That is. Yep. Yeah. No, it's. <laughs> yeah. It's I thought, I thought that was dark. more of like an Omegle thing, but I guess I guess super uh, <laughs> I guess TikTok, too. <laughs> Everything moves on. Uh, that's what they say. TikTok is the new Omegle. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the worst advice you've ever received? You know, I've I, I've I've tried to think about this. I mean, uh, come come back to it. What's the worst advice you've ever received? How about How about you're flipping it on me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I was trying to think about this, and I was like, well, every piece of advice I could try to think of that was that was like negative had a good side to it too you know i, I it, it took me like what people saying you got to go to college and you got you got to like do all like like parents who who need their kids to go to a really good college and grind so hard where it's like i have friends that didn't go to college and are doing amazing now that was one where i was like all right well if i didn't go to college i wouldn't have this but i also like whatever could have done this other things like like using drugs and whatever like there's like I've I had phases where I use a lot of drugs and had ups and downs where it's like I really got to enjoy myself in certain ways and learn new things but also have had like addiction problems like a while ago too so it's like there's I I felt like telling people to never do drugs could have the downsides of them missing never out exper- experiencing how fucking fun it is yeah yeah so so I tried to think of like something deep and serious and those are the ones that came to mind and uh I don't have a direct yeah, answer of whether it's it's the best or the worst advice I've received. I think those are great though. Personally, Good. I think those are great. I also it's like one of the hardest questions. There this is like a reporter doing an article on me, I guess, and I told him about this podcast and he I told him that I was asking people these questions and he was like, "Okay, so what's the worst piece of advice you've ever received?" And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to have to get I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I tried to flip it on you too. Have you have you come up with anything yet? Maybe like if you wing it, you'll be fine. 
Yeah, I think that's 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 more negative than than positive because I've had the same thing where I've yeah trying to wing something and. But you have to though. Sometimes you have to just jump in the mm-hmm. deep end. That's how you learn shit. Prepared for everything in life. It's just never gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Then you'll never progress. You'll never make any decisions because you'll. But at the same time, it's like for performing and stuff like that. It's like you probably should be ready. Yeah. You probably shouldn't just. If people are depending on you to perform, then you probably shouldn't just wing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like giving a little practice or kind of because that's what I. My earliest shows, I would like. I knew that I was very uh, charismatic when I was drunk, but I also was like, I don't like to have a show that's like all structured. So I would like go into my early shows just intoxicated and not have a direct set list. And I'd be like, oh, yo, let's just play this one. Or I would just like find like videos of me just talking about just some random ass <laughs> shit for five minutes, like for no reason on a show where people are into it. Cause if they're a big fan, they love to hear me like just interact directly with them. But it's also like people see that and they're like, dude, why you, you're not even performing right now, you know? So, yeah. so I, th- there were positives to winging it. I learned a lot about performing. I learned a lot about like, uh, doing things, doing things impromptu or off the dome and like the negatives of being too drunk on stage, all that stuff. So, so I think anytime that you wing it, you'll learn something. And, I think never, never be afraid to take, take risks. Cause I've always been, people always looked at me when I was like in high school and college and all throughout my whole life looked at me as like, kind of like this crazy kid. Cause I would take all these risks and try all these things and get hurt and like go on these trips and like for no reason or whatever. And then finally it was like, yo, I took this huge risk of like trying to pursue a career on the internet and like potentially like say all this dumb shit and then maybe ruin my like normal, like business career everyone knows me as like rapping about eating ass and fucking moms or whatever like i'm not (laughs) gonna get a job at at google now or whatever yeah but then like taking some of these risks like starting a a go-kart or golf cart pizza company and all this stuff is like taught me so much and i wouldn't be nearly as happy with my career now if i hadn't taken like all these big like leaps of faith into trying something that i loved that was really insightful I feel like people are actually going to be like really inspired by that because I, I totally agree. It's the same way I've lived mm-hmm. my life up up into this point. I just tried as many things as I possibly could. And it's like, yeah. whatever sticks, sticks. And then you just keep keep going, you know? Totally. Yeah, I, I think I tried every sport. Didn't like yeah. any of them until I started competitively free skiing, like tricks and stuff. And then that was dope. Took the risk. Loved it. And then I broke a bunch of ribs, took that L. But then Ooh. I also like learned like, I don't know, I just, I feel like, trying everything i was like, all right well this is my favorite type of sports my favorite type of people that i met through this you know everything i think just trying everything yeah is better than sticking with what your parents liked or whatever yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna keep doing that until i'm 80 because age it's just a number <laughs> yes yeah dude <laughs> what's the best advice anyone has ever given you well, now I feel really good about the advice that I just gave to the to the audience. So it's hard for me to think I feel of, like that was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it felt good as I was saying it to you. That was, that was <laughs> nice. Best, ad, best advice, man. I don't know if I call it exactly advice, but like I had a good friend that I met who, who went to treatment for, this was like in high school, still a really good friend of mine, but he went to treatment for cocaine. Um, and he said he met someone there who had been through like all this shit. And they said like, they regretted a lot of things they did in their life, but they also loved a lot of these things that they had experienced. And they said that, like, always keep in mind that you could get hit by a car tomorrow and die. And that's one thing that I think has, like, led to some of my best experiences when I'm like, maybe I should go do this or maybe I should just, like, stay home and, like, watch a movie or maybe I should 
do whatever. Like maybe I should go to Miami and go like meet people and experience all this stuff. But like, oh, or I could just stay home and like make music by myself or I whatever. Like working on whatever it is now is always a good thing. But keep in mind that like something could always happen and saving money versus like spending it on a good time. Like always keep in mind that like you might not experience it. Yeah, I feel like talking about this is a little bit tough because it's like some people like to just watch movies. Some people like it's hard to judge what really is bringing in more value at the time. Right. But I Mm -hmm. one of my friends has always said, like, if if we were if we were sitting there, you know, when we were 24, had no money, just got back from backpacking around the world. And he's like, he's like and, you know, we're stressing about shit. And I'm like, we don't have enough money to do this. And how are we going to scrape together the cash? He's like, in 80 years, what are we going to remember? The fact that we stayed home? and didn't try to make this happen or the fact that we fucking did it. And I was like, that's, mm-hmm. you got to just judge things on whether or not you're going to remember them in 80 years. You know yeah, no, that's, that's another really good one too. Yeah, whether you're going to remember it. Let me ask you one more question before we go. What's the craziest story you have from tour? Hookup story or not or whatever, it doesn't matter. What's the craziest story? So, so I sort of just had three come to mind. One time there was these two best friends that came to a show and like, I don't know how it ended up getting set up this way, but I ended up hooking up with these two girls. It's one of the few times I've had like a more than two person interaction. And then I found out that they were coworkers and that one of them is like, was like 47 and one of them was 21. And I was like, you guys are best friends that work together. And we all just did this thing. And y'all have a 27 year difference in your, (laughs) did they work work with your mom? (laughs) (laughs) No man, this was in, I don't know. It was one of them, it was one of them West Coast. It was always in Washington State. You know, people are just built different out there. Wow. Yeah, that was an interesting one. So was that weird? Was there like a weird, it wasn't like, weird. was there any sort of like weird, weird power dynamic or something between the, the older woman and the younger woman? I feel that like was this the is- thing. It was like even. It was like it was like, yo, you have experience and you're and you've you've been on the block, and it's like you are like whatever. Like you you just blossomed, you're doing your thing. It's like they 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 had chemistry. <laughs> Maybe they'd done it before. I don't know, but it was a. I can't believe you're just bringing this up now. This is like the perfect yeah. case study for this entire theme. <laughs> see, see, it came. Yeah, no, it came to mind at the very end. Uh, <laughs> that was that was an interesting one. I don't want to go into too much more detail, but uh, that's I, fine. That's fine. I, I like the 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 sort of bringing up the positive, negative, and everything. And in, in Belgium, I got robbed. And my DJ had given me all of his like cards and everything. So my wallet got stolen in this like really smooth way. And I have a video of it because literally he was filming me and I was partying with all these. Algeria had just won some soccer game and I was like partying, like cheering with these like Algerian dudes. You like see them like going through my pockets and like grabbing things out. I actually, I caught a dude taking my phone and I grabbed it back. But like I could have ended up with no phone, passport and all this shit in Belgium. And like we ended up having to like, like spent two days in Europe without any money. And like, when I like went back to try to get my wallet back, I saw like six wallets laying on the ground. They had already stolen from people. They're like running this little circle. I'm like, damn, this is kind of dark that like, this is like so easy for them to do. And like, I don't know. So, so that, that's my, my story about like the dark side of things. And we, we were fine. We got back. We didn't get our passport stolen, which was the the real win. That would have sucked. So that all worked out fine. We didn't get like beat up or mugged. It was just like a, it was just like a, a theft. Oh yeah. This is probably my favorite and craziest during my meet and greet. These like really cute couple were like taking their picture. And then the dude is like, you look so good in these photos. And then she like walks up to get her phone for me. And I like hand it back. And then like he gets on one knee and he's like, but you look so much better in this. 
and he pulls out like a ring and proposes to her right it's just the three of us together and i felt so special to be like sharing this moment with them and then they invited me to their <laughs> that, wedding that didn't feel like was, awkward <laughs> no dude it was cute i was like i was like i had like some tears of joy come out i was like whoa no way like holy shit and then and then uh i didn't make it to the wedding because i missed my flight but so that's the sad part but uh oh damn yeah yeah but that was really dope that i, I think create just using the word crazy, I think that I'd consider that the most crazy. Well, the 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 coworker thing is pretty crazy too, but that's a really heartwarming story. Mm-hmm. I wanted to end with that one. I wonder if they're still together. <laughs> they are. They are. I can confirm. <laughs> okay, can okay. Confirm. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are like friends now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It was sweet. Can I tell you one of tell mine that's one. relevant yeah. to this? Tell me one. This is just random. Okay. Mm-hmm. We had a we had a woman in Texas come up to us at a meet and greet, and she was, you know, like wearing very revealing clothing, dumping them out pretty much. She had a lot of makeup on, right? And she's very done up, piercings, tats. She comes up and she gives us a DVD. She's like, I love you guys. Here's a gift. And I look at the DVD cover and it's called Big Busty Milfs 5. (laughs) And there's a woman on it, on the front of it, getting fucked. It's like hardcore porn, right? And she points at it and she goes, that's me. I'm a big busty milf. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, first time in my life that I've ever been, that I've ever like had someone in front of me clothed and then they place an image in front of me of them getting <laughs> fucked. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like it was the weirdest experience. And then after the show, she was like hanging around. Our tour manager was like, yeah, she's still down there. She's like by the merch table or whatever. And she, she's, she said, if you guys want to hang out, she's totally down. <laughs> We're like, I don't think, I don't know, man. I don't think our oh. girlfriends would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. And on that note, I think uh, we closed the case on this one. I appreciate you being here, helping me dissect this piece of advice. Yeah, I think I think this was the most like mentally engaging podcast or interview I've ever done, man. Like we we thought of business ideas. We had some inspirational quotes in here, some kind of dark stories. We did. Man. This felt like a this felt like a fucking Joe Rogan episode. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm that, yeah, <laughs> uh, half that, half heart to heart, dude. This was this was this was beautiful. I agree, man. Thanks so much for joining me, everyone. Go listen to Gasanova, Young Gravy's new album on Spotify, and blow it up or Apple Music or you know wherever or buy it on iTunes. Fuck it, buy it on iTunes. Yep, there we go. And um, help support the the bro. And I appreciate you, man. Thanks for thanks for being here. Awesome. Yeah, man. Appreciate you having me. Beautiful. Hey, man. You having trouble with life? Well, let me give you some advice. Let me give you some advice. The Pleasure is Ours is a production of iHeartRadio and Trojan Brand hosted by me, Cody Co. The podcast is executive produced by Ethan Fixell, produced and written by Jonathan Grimm, written by David Dute, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. Our theme song was composed by me, Cody Co., with additional music by Brad Kemp at Second Bedroom Studio. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed The Pleasure is Ours, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, baby. Thanks again for tuning in to The Pleasure is Ours, presented by Trojan Brand Condoms. That's a wrap for our episode, and also, you should be wrapping it up in the bedroom. I'm talking, of course, about your penis. You know, when you're out there doing your thing, you gotta be safe, and you gotta get a condom that works for you. If you ever hear a guy complaining about condoms, it's likely because he's been uncomfortable using the wrong fit. He probably doesn't even know that Trojan has over 30 different size and shape varieties to solve all condom fit issues. 
So pick up a box of Trojan condoms wherever you get your condoms, and maybe even a second box that you've been wanting to try out. Look at you, you fucking sex lord. Go for it, buddy. See you next time.